Welcome to the Dogwood Podcast, a presentation of Dogwood Church. For more information, visit dogwood.church. We hope you enjoy the message. Well, good morning. Glad you're here on this uh, third Sunday of our What on Earth Am I Here For? Uh, spiritual growth campaign. Again, uh, Three or four weeks ago, I, I told you, some of you said, well, what is a spiritual growth campaign? Well, uh, if you were like me and you grew up in a, uh, in a tra- church tradition where you had the annual fall church revival, is that you? Hold up your hand. You got, it's always this side. And, um, and, uh, and, and so th- this is our version of the fall revival, except we take six weeks to do it rather than six days. And uh, so we are, we're in the midst of this. I hope you today, uh, we move to, to, to uh, week three and we start our new memory verse. I got my keychain with me. You got your keychains, your memory verse? Nah, nobody's moving on that one. Look like me in Algebra 1 in the ninth grade. Just no, no, don't ask me a question. Okay, uh, it's, uh, our memory verse for this week is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Uh, you are members of God's very own family, and you belong in God's household with every other Christian. So meditate on that, memorize that, put that to, uh, 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 to, into your heart and soul. Uh, we're, doing all, we're doing that together, so check each other. As you run into each other throughout the week, you know, we are, what we're doing in this campaign is the whole church is aligned. Our elementary kids are studying the same thing. Our middle and high school students are, are uh, immersing themselves in the same uh, experience. Uh, we are in our life groups. We, and what we're doing uh, this year is we're going to God's Word uh, in, uh, in the Bible. We're going to God's word in our life groups. We're going to God's word in our worship services. We're going to God's word in our daily personal quiet times with God, uh, in our daily reading, devotional readings through, uh, the book, the purpose driven life who are sold out of books. If you need one, you can get one on Amazon quick. And, um, Download it on a Kindle or a reader immediately, and you can jump right in. It's not too late uh, to do that. In fact, this week we begin today's reading is uh, day number 15, and we move to the purpose you were formed to God for God's family. That's what I'm going to kick off today. That's what I'm going to be talking about. And uh, uh, we're focusing on understanding church membership, belonging to a church family. Why and what the benefits are, why God would say it in the first place. This week you're going to learn um, the, uh, that you're formed for God's family. The, the readings are what matters most in a church family, a place to belong, uh, experiencing life together, uh, cultivating community. Uh, here's a good one. Day 20, which will be next Friday, will be restoring broken fellowship. We don't need that. We're all getting along with each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So help us with that, Lord. And uh, restoring broken fellowship, how you go about restoring broken and bruised relationships. You know, that's one of my life prayers. I have in my, in my life blueprint that I, I pray through every month that God's kind of helped me craft. One of my prayers is that God, before I die, will help me to reconcile all of my broken and bruised relationships. You say, you have some of those? I know. It's surprising. <laughs> But there are some people who have stopped carrying my picture in their wallet. <laughs> and, and for good reason. You know, I'm the problem with most of those. 
And so, but I'm praying that, and so this will be a helpful day for me. I've already read it. It's going to be good. Uh, next Saturday, we talk about protecting your church family. Great stuff. So, so don't miss the readings. And um, we're, uh, we're going to continue on the journey. I'm hearing great reports from you guys. And so do, do me a favor, email me and uh, our staff what, what, what's happening in your life group, what God's doing when you're memorizing Scripture, in your daily devotionals with God, in these services, on this journey together of answering the big question, what on earth am I here for? What on earth am I here for? It's the, the, the big question of purpose. Does my life have purpose? Does my life have meaning? And we find in Christ and in his word, he says, yes. And so we're discovering that today. Now, so far, so far, we've discovered that God has five overarching purposes or callings for every person, every human being. They're the same for every human being. Now, he has some, remember, he has some specific guidance for you and for me and each individual, some specific and plans that'll be unique uh, to you. But first comes our, our understanding of the callings and purposes he has for our life that we have in common. And there are five of those. And we're looking at those. Last Sunday, we discovered the very first one, God's first calling on your life. And it was this one to be, you are called to be loved by God through faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, You're called to become a daughter of God, a son of God, a child of God through faith alone in Christ alone. And so in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10, we find these words, God is the one who made all things and all things are for his glory. He wanted to have many children share his glory. So remember the first purpose for your life is not to do anything It's actually to receive something, the love of God expressed to you in Christ Jesus by turning from your sin, placing your faith in Christ, you are adopted as a child of of God. Now today we, we drill down and kick off our discovery of the second calling of God on your life, in my life, and on the life of every human being. And it is this one. Write this down in your notes. Grab your note sheet somewhere. You are called to belong. You are called to belong to a spiritual family. You see, God doesn't intend for any of us to go through life on our own. Now, we Americans, part of the American culture is rugged individualism and self-sufficiency. And, um, but uh, God says, well, while you are to be responsible for yourself, none of us are self-sufficient. It's a myth that we don't need God or we don't need anybody else. I can handle it all just fine. Thank you very much. God never intended for you to go through life on your own. He has formed you for his family. He has called you to his church. He has built you to belong to uh, with other Christians. This is the second purpose for your life. Let me say it again. You were formed for God's family. Listen to this, Ephesians chapter 1 Verse 5 says this, His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into His own family by bringing us to Himself through Jesus Christ. Remember, that's how you get in the family of God, how anyone gets in the family of God through Jesus Christ. And God's family is called His church. God's family is called His church. Here's another passage I want you to see, 1 Timothy chapter 3 beginning in verse 14. I am writing to you 
so you will know how to live in the family of God. Now, we're going to drill down deeper in your quiet times along with God and in your life group study sessions this week on, on some of the real more information about how we live together in the family of God. I, will, I, want you, I write to you so you will know how to live in the family of God. That family is the church of the living God, the support and foundation of the truth. I am called to belong to his church. You are called to belong to his church. Ephesians 2.19 says it this way. So now you are no longer visitors or strangers. You are citizens together with God's holy people. You belong to God's family. And look at this one in Romans chapter 1 verse 6. You are among those who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. We're called to belong. Now, the, the, in the original language in which the New Testament was written, the, 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 called Koine Greek, it was the common language of the street, street Greek, ancient Greek, uh, the word for church is the word ekklesia. It is literally translated the called out ones. The called out ones. We are called out to belong to Christ's family. So, therefore, let, let me work on our language. Let's, let's try to get accurate with our language here in Dogwood Church. Church, therefore, is not an event that you attend. Got it? It's really inaccurate to say, I'm going to church. Now, that great theologian and philosopher, my little grandmother... Had it right, Dale, when she would always say, we're going to meeting. That meant we're going to the church meeting. What you are here today is at the Dogwood Church meeting. You are at the meeting, the worship gathering of Dogwood Church. You are the church. Church is people. People are not an event. Church is not an event that you and I attend. Church is a group of people to which and to whom we belong. Through faith in Christ. It is, there is a relationship. There is a connection. There is an association. There is a covenant. There is a, a commitment. And this is God's will for you. It's part of God's will for you. It's part of God's will for me. It's part of God's will for every human being on the planet uh, to do so. And, and so today, I want to describe to you now there are five benefits of belonging to a local church. And he said, I thought the church was like the big worldwide church. It is. It is. But if you look up all of the references to the church in the New Testament, there's, there's a ton of them. Only about three, four, or five references to church in the New Testament refer to the worldwide, uh, actually the universal church of Jesus Christ, the whole body of Christ down through the ages. Every other time you see church referenced in the New Testament, it's describing an identifiable local congregation of believers. The church at Jerusalem, the church at Ephesus, the churches in Galatia, the church uh, at uh, Philippi, on the church at Antioch. Uh, if we were in, if there was a chapter twenty-nine of the book of Acts written, it would be the church at Dogwood. An identifiable group. And um, so, I, I, you know, I've messed with you before, so this is no secret here. But what we say here is, uh, you know, when I came to, to Fayette County to start this church over 30 years ago, and I looked in the yellow pages, somebody said, there's a lot of churches here. And I started counting them. And I realized, no, 
There, do you know how many churches there are in Fayette County? One. It's the, it's the Church of Jesus Christ, but there are many local congregations. You see, the banking industry and the fast food industry did not create the concept of branch locations. God did. And he put his branch locations all over communities and all over cities and all over nations and all around the world. But they're identifiable. They're identifiable. And so uh, they're, they're, today I want to talk, there, is a, there, is a benef- there are benefits to belonging to an identifiable church. I, I had a lady one time say, well, Pastor, I'm really not a member of any particular congregation. I belong to the Invisible Universal Church. I say, well, when you die, is your invisible universal pastor going to come do your funeral? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's identifiable. You, you, we connect. We, we belong. There are five benefits that we find uh, that I'm going to talk. There are more than this, but I want to hit the big five today. It's interesting that in the New Testament, God teaches us about his church family using beautiful word pictures. We call them metaphors, and there are five. I've already mentioned one of them. In the Bible, the church is described as a family. The church is described as a temple. The church is described as a body. The church is described as a flock, and the church is described as a garden. And we learn some benefits for you and me, some of the blessings that God has for you and me, some of the reasons that he says, I want you to belong to a a local garden group of believers, be committed to a local group of believers. And here's five good reasons. The first metaphor that we find describing and jot this down in your notes is this, the church is a family. Now we've been using that word. And in, here's the benefit. In God's family, I learn my true identity. This is the benefit. You learn your true identity. Now we wear brands to, to identify as identity markers, uh, to identify with particular groups or schools or teams or cities of, of, of all kinds. You know, it's football season here in the Deep South, which is the other major religion in the Deep South that we have competition uh, with. And, and we wear, you know, we, we, we put on the gear as an identity marker for the football team that, we, uh, that we're cheering for and, uh, or, or the... Um, school that we attend, and and so forth. But, you know, in reality, most of our identity comes along lines of relationships. Uh, We are a son, or we're a daughter, or we're a mom, or we're a dad, or we're a grandparent, or we're a grandchild, or we're a friend. Uh, those, Those are where our we, we tend to find our identities there. And if my relational connections are broken... My identity suffers. You know, if we're divorced or if we're fired from a job or if we are widowed, uh, we find ourselves asking the question, who, who am I now? I, I, this relationship is, but who am I now? But we, 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 we ask, we have that feeling, we have that, that question. Some of you would say, well, I don't like that family metaphor because my family was a mess or my family was dysfunctional or my family was broken or my family was non-existent. Well, I understand that. Here's the good news, however. If your earthly family was dysfunctional or broken or non-existent, again, Ephesians 2.19 says this. Take a look at the screen. You are members of God's very own family and you belong in God's household with every other Christian. There is a family, the spiritual family of God, and it is permanent. 
And you can belong. You can find a place of belonging there. It will last forever. As important as your physical family on this earth is, and it is incredibly important, God says in his word, it will not last as long as your spiritual family. You, everyone needs a physical family that's healthy, and everyone needs a spiritual family, a church family. The scripture says this in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 11. Jesus and the people he makes holy all belong to the same family. That's why he isn't ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. So we have identity markers with teams, you know, something where, what's the identity marker of the, of the Christian? There's an outward identity marker of Christians. It's called believer's baptism. It is, going, it is the going public with your faith in Christ. And so some of you have quiet, you've followed Christ, but you've never been baptized for whatever reason. Well, it is the going public. It is the identity marker. It is the official statement that says, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. And I don't care who knows it. It's baptism. So some of you need to schedule your Christian baptism and celebrate that. When you and I enter God's family through faith, In Jesus Christ, in what he accomplished when he died on the cross and rose from the dead, we discover our identity. We discover that we are a a, a man or a woman of God. We're a son or a daughter of God. We have been created in the image of God, and we've now been redeemed by Christ. We've been rescued by Christ from sin. We've been adopted as his son or his daughter, and, and and we will live forever with him and serve his purposes in this life and in eternity, and that changes everything. That's our identity, our true identity. So in God's family, we learn our true identity, the first benefit. Second benefit that we find of belonging uh, to God's family is in another beautiful metaphor. The church is described as a temple. And in a temple, in God's temple, I am supported by others. I find others to support and encourage me in my faith. Now, a temple was a building that was constructed for the glory of God. And the Bible says that the church is like that. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? Now, uh, we have been on this campus, uh, this church campus, Uh, since 2005, and I have enjoyed watching uh, the construction of every single one of the buildings that we have as a ministry base on our campus. I'm looking forward to seeing the construction of our Real Life Center facilities that are going to go right out here. Uh, Some will start sometime in the, probably in the uh, early 2018, and I like seeing those buildings go up. Now, I noticed that it, it took, for each one of our buildings, thousands and thousands of parts to put these buildings together. Uh, And all of those parts had to fit together just right. They all had to fit together just right. They all had to be connected. Now, as we approached the completion of these buildings, but uh, I noticed there were still a lot of, there were a lot of spare parts lying around. A lot of spare parts. You ever seen a few of those, Quinn? Just one or two? Yeah. Uh, just a few parts uh, lying around that were in the building, but not a part of the building. And, uh, you know, a piece of pipe can be laying on, lying on the floor in the building. Help me. I don't need, Help me, English. Is it laying or lying? 
Oh, I heard everything. I don't know. Anyway, it was, it was on the floor. How's that? How's that? Let's just let's do an end run around that. Uh, it was on the floor, uh, dis- disconnected. So it was in the building, but it was not a part of the building. Some of you are like that in relationship to the church family. You're kind of hanging around in the church, but you're not connected. You know, you're not officially committed and uh, connected. You're not really a part. The The connected parts of the temple in the Old Testament, that building held all the other parts together. And in God's temple, his church, other believers hold me together. Other believers hold me. They support my faith when times are hard. Listen to this, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 21. In Christ, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in Him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. Now, you and I need emotional support at times. We need spiritual support. We need physical support at times. Um, I like Legos and I, and I've got grandkids now. And so we have a whole fresh crop of Legos, uh, laying around and in Legos are created for connection. And when they are, and when connected, they can, uh, create some wonderful things, can't they? But disconnected, they're all, they're just, they're two things. They're just a pile of plastic uh, laying around in the floor for grandpa's to step on in the middle of the night when he's going to the bathroom and, and cry out to Jesus. <laughs> and so, you know, it, it's disconnected. They're not good. They're not good. Uh, we are to be connected in Romans chapter one, verse 12. The Bible says this, I want us to help each other. you like, that was good. Wasn't it? That was good. <laughs> I want us to help each other with the faith we have. Your faith will help me, and my faith will help you. That's a great verse. That's a great verse. Now, this is why we have a membership covenant uh, to become a part of the Dogwood Church family, officially get connected. It is explained in Class 101, the Belong Seminar, Discovering My Church Family. And uh, this is where we commit to helping each other with our faith. We officially make a commitment to help each other with our faith. And as Pastor John said earlier, uh, re- get, your, get your Dogwood response card and sign up for 101, the Belong Seminar, Discovering My Church Family. Uh, because as part of this campaign, we're doing a special... Uh, session on November the 12th uh, with dinner, 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, November the 12th. Uh, sign up and uh, be, a, be a part of this. Now, at Dogwood, there's many ways that you can find support when you need it from your church family. Reach into the chair pocket in front of you. Everybody, one, two, three, look, and find the Dogwood Cares card. You see that? Hold them up. I'm going to everybody have one. Okay, some of you are not obeying here. Reach and get your card. Just help me here. I can't get off this point and finish this sermon until I see the card. There you go. Keep that card. Keep that card. These are all the ways we currently have that you're, we can, it can help each other with our faith. Help each other with our faith. So here we go. First two benefits. In, in God's family, 
I learn my true identity. In, in God's temple, I find that I'm, my faith is supported by my brothers and sisters in Christ. But the, the church is also described with a third metaphor, and it is this, a body. The church is a body. And in Christ's body, I discover my unique value. Now look at this, Romans chapter 12, beginning in verse 4. Just as there are many parts to our bodies, so it is with Christ's body. We are all parts of it, and it takes every one of us to make it complete. For each, we each have different work to do. So we belong to each other, and each of us needs all the others. There are five truths in this, these two verses here. First of all, there are many parts in God's body. All are unique, all are different. God designed us that way. Number two, everyone is needed. You are needed. I am am needed to make the body complete. You cannot say legitimately, I'm not important at my church. I'm not important in Dogwood Church. You are. You are. Three, each of us has, has a work to do. We all have work to do. Uh, we all have ministries. We all have roles that God intends for us to fulfill. And if all the, because, um, and they're different. I mean, if, if all the parts of your body did the same thing, you, you, you wouldn't make it very well in this, this world. Uh, number four, we belong to each other. Again, there we are. Uh, in a church family, you can never look at your brothers and sisters in Christ and say, leave me alone, I'm none of your business. Yep, we, you're our business. I'm your business. We, we look out for each other. We belong to each other. And number five, we need each other. We need each other. Uh, I mean, what good is any body part detached from the body? It, it's no, not only does it, is it not useful, it dies. Uh, what use is an eye that's been plucked from its socket? It doesn't see anymore. It dies. What, if a hand is severed, it, it, it dies. And when Christians are separated from their local church body in isolation, they tend to shrivel spiritually and die. And so... Uh, we need each other. Oh, listen to this, 1 Corinthians 12. If your foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that doesn't make it any less part of the body. If your ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm only an ear and not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? No, no. Ephesians 4.25 says it this way, in Christ's body, we are, we're all connected to each other all connected to each other. So, and, and here's, a, here's a fourth benefit. It's found in a fourth metaphor. The, the church is also described as a flock of sheep. And in God's flock, here's the benefit, I'm protected and cared for. I wish I'd used another word. I'm protected and provided for is a better word there. We're like a, we're like a flock of sheep banded together for safety and provision. Uh, so where do you find that? Well, all throughout the Bible, but look at Psalm 100, one of the most famous verses with this metaphor. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Now, therefore, in God's flock, we are not our own. We are God's. And um, 
We have all these others looking out for us. You can enjoy safety and security. It makes you more confident and less anxious to be a part of a church family. And we need this. You need this when you're being uh, battered in the business world. You need this when your marriage and your family is in a strain. You need this when you're facing a personal uh, crisis. You need people. You need people who will walk into your life when other people are walking out. And, And now, look at me and say, well, Pastor, it sounds I- ideal. We're not ideal. We're not, we're not perfect at this. In fact, sometimes we stink at it. Sometimes we drop the ball. But we're committed to hanging on to Jesus and asking him to make us the kind of church family that operates this way. And so be patient with us. Be patient with you. This is not a perfect church. You've heard me say, if you're looking for the perfect church, don't join this one. You'll ruin it. And so, uh, and, and so, but we're not perfect at this, but we want to be. Now, the, the Bible says that there, he has placed two kinds of people in, in local churches um, to help get this done. Uh, first is pastors. Now, it's a very small number of people in our church who are pastors, but our church is big enough. We have multiple, multiple pastors, and in some places in the New Testament, uh, God describes pastors as Shepherds. Now, here's a verse written specifically to me and the other pastors on our church. Staff, take care of God's flock, his people that you're responsible for. Watch over them because you want to, not because you're forced to do it. So you've got pastors here who are helping see that you are protected and provided for. Uh, But there's a second group of people, and it's the members of your life group. Look out for each other. Listen to this. Now, this is to all of us. This is how we relate to each other, every member of the church. Specifically, we've organized life groups so that um, smaller groups of people can provide this kind of protection and provision. Galatians 6, 2 says, Share each other's troubles and problems. And in this way, obey the law of Christ, the law of love. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says it this way, encourage each other and give each other strength. So my question is, who's looking out for you? Who's looking out for you right now? If you're not in a life group, uh, it's going to be easy to get lost in our church. I I got a a buddy who's a pastor of a church in in another state, and he told me the story that uh, there was a guy who attended his church, and it happens here too, and said. Sorry, I'm not slamming you balcony people, but he said he sat right up there in the balcony. And um, the only person he ever introduced himself to was me, he said. He, he, he'd come in just as the service was starting, and right as it was ending, he'd leave. Never got on a ministry team, never got connected to a, a, a life group. And um, he'd been there about 10 years, and uh, one day they got a call in the church office that he'd had a serious heart attack and was in the hospital and been in the hospital about a week. And so my friend said, I- I'm, I'm going to go see him. So he went in. The guy was just mad as sin. That's pretty mad. You ever seen anybody mad as sin? Yeah, you hated it when it was your mama. But uh, uh, he just mad as sin. And he said, this is a sorry church that nobody been in the house, had a heart attack and, and, and nobody came to see me and nobody, and he, and he just let him go on for a minute. And then he finished, said, you done? He said, it's your own fault. <laughs> Paid her for that one. 
He said, <laughs> it's your own fault. It's your own fault. He said, you never met anybody. You never, hung, you never got in a group. You never connected to a team. The only person you ever met and the only person who knew you is me and I'm here. Now, if that's you, it's going to be easy. It, happen, it happens in every church. It's got more than 50 people because you can hide. And then when something bad happens, if you just come to our worship services, no, we have no way of knowing what's going on with you. We have no way of knowing what's going on with you. So if you just decide to drop out and see if anybody's going to come see you, let me just go ahead and tell you, bye. Because we won't know. Finally, somebody will say, who was that old gal that sat back there? What? Where'd she go? Do you know her name? Mm-mm. Anybody know her? Mm-mm. And you're saying, hmm, see, that church doesn't care about me. Oh, please. Stop it. Grow up. Get in a group. Do your part. Belong. Belong. Because if you don't belong, there's not going to be anybody walking into your life when other people are walking out. I feel so much better that I got to say that. <laughs> you know, sometimes preachers, we just preach for our own therapy, you know, and you, you, you guys have to listen. You guys have, have to listen. And so, um, so here's what I'd say. Some of you started your, your, your sampling life groups. You, you started a six. You said, okay, I'm going to check it out for six weeks during this spiritual growth campaign. Let me encourage you. Here's some of the reasons I'm saying, why don't you guys in your group consider continuing on now? It's important. Continuing on. And those of you who've never tried it, you said, I'm just going to host a group and there's not much responsibility here. Let me encourage you to consider becoming a permanent life group leader to your group. Now, there's a higher commitment there, but we'll help walk you through that. Some training, a commitment to membership, to be a dogwood life group leader. But consider that. Start praying through that. Oh, you don't need to pray about it. Just do it. What am I saying praying? Just do it. It's good for you. Right, Jimmy? Right. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that hand. And so in God's family, you learn your true identity. In, in God's temple, other believers support your faith. In, in Christ's body, you discover your unique and important value. In God's flock, you're protected and provided for. There's a fifth metaphor that describes the church, and it's a, a garden. In the scripture. And in God's garden, my life becomes productive. Look at this, John 15. Jesus said, A branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful apart from me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. So belonging to a church family, Produces five benefits and, and meets five basic needs of my life. Identity, stability, capacity, security, and productivity. It gives, you, it gives you power to live on, people to live with, principles to live by, a plan to live out, and a purpose to live for. Why would you not want that? Why would you not want that? So I'm asking you, if you're already in the family, then press on in. If you're not yet... Sign up for the Belong Seminar and connect with us on purpose and begin to experience these full benefits of God. Many of you live long distances from family and relatives. Some of you are single. Some of you are widowed. Many of you are in unsupportive families. Well, 
we'll be a spiritual family for you. We'll, we'll be imperfect. We'll stumble and mess up, but we, we're committed to figure it out. We'll be a spiritual family. You're wanted here. So be baptized. Join this church. Get in a group. You are made, you're called to belong to the family of God. Pray with me. So Lord, I pray now that you would give us uh, the courage just to take the steps of obedience that you're asking us to take in this journey toward meaning. Thank you that you created this local congregation, this home church for many people. And thank you for all the other expressions of your church in our community, Lord, all of the other local congregations of all the different flavors. I thank you that you understood that it takes all kinds of churches to provide a place for all kinds of people. And we thank you for our sister churches all across our community. I thank you for their pastors, my friends, and my prayer partners. I love them, and I thank you for them. And so I pray for the health of those local congregations. So, Lord, I pray for everyone in this room that you'd help them do take that next step to belong. And, Lord, help make us a better church for people to belong to. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Dogwood Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message. For more information and other sermons, visit dogwood.church. If you would like to give to Dogwood Church, you can use your smartphone and text keyword Dogwood to 77977 or click the Give link online. You can now download the Dogwood Church app for Apple and Android devices for podcast, video, and to give.